This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Each your inside pass to everything Saints football. Jimmy Graham brings it down, and that is a touchdown, New Orleans! We'll take you to places most fans never go. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room, following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown, Taysom Hill! Taysom TD! Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Kicking off week six of Inside Black and Gold. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak. Uh, Saints get a matchup with a familiar foe. We got to see him in preseason plays, the Houston Texans. But was kind of interesting leading even into that preseason matchup, Jeff, was the fact that there were so many people hurt in Houston that they canceled the joint practices. But yeah, we were supposed to have joint practices with the Texans. So we were supposed to have a much better idea of who the Texans were at this point in the season. We don't. We did see that preseason game. C.J. Stroud did lead two drives. And man, it's been C.J. Stroud hype week, it seems. Dennis Allen, Derek Carr, everyone's talking about how great C.J. Stroud is. And I hope C.J.'s you know, drinking his own Kool-Aid a little bit uh, because, man, I have never heard a team hype up a rookie quarterback from the opposing team quite like this. But but we'll get into that. We're going to bring in Sean Pendergast from Sports Radio 610 in Houston. He's the host of Pain and Pendergast and also the Hugh-topia football podcast. And he's going to help us break down exactly what to expect. We all know this stat. You know, CJ Stroud has set a new NFL record for passes to begin a career without an interception, which as Derek Carr put it, no one's ever done that before. So it is pretty remarkable when you consider how many people have had the opportunity. <laughs> you know, it's not like that's a that's kind of this weird vague stat. You see it all the time where there's those like you'll pluck it in the air. Oh, he's the first quarterback to ever throw a touchdown with exactly seven minutes and 13 seconds remaining in week five. You know, like this is a real like everyone has had the opportunity to do this and no one has. So it is interesting, but I think we might be overhyping CJ a little bit, but we'll get into that. We're also going to talk about, you know, Alvin Kamara. I got into a little bit about how I see him and Mike Thomas specifically taking on bigger leadership roles this year specifically. And uh, I got to talk to DA and Alvin about that. So we'll listen to some audio on that. And then in the final segment, we're going to hear from Mickey Loomis, who had some interesting things to say about Pete Carmichael, dive into some X factors and whatnot. But yeah, first things first, we're going to get into this and it's like, I don't know. It, it's you. You never hear a team go out and say like, "Oh, that guy's trash." We're gonna we're gonna beat him up, but it does feel very, very intentional what the Saints are doing in terms of 
going out there and just talking about how great a quarterback CJ Stroud has been. And Dennis Allen said he's ha- he hasn't just been good for a rookie. He's been good for an NFL starting quarterback. And it's like, okay, guys, like this is still a rookie quarterback. I hope that in your minds you are saying, no, we get it. He's played well, but we have the type of defense that should be able to stump a rookie quarterback, right? So no matter what you hear, this defense has to believe that they can have another big day against this guy. As good as C.J. Stroud's been, he wasn't able to beat Desmond Ritter and the Falcons. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Like, we're talking about how great he's been. They, you know, that I, I watched the condensed game there, and, like, there was some questionable throws. I think Deuce McAllister said this on uh, WWL yesterday, Wednesday, and it's like, he hasn't thrown an interception yet, but he's thrown some some interceptable passes. Let's put it that way. Like, Atlanta had a couple chances to take down interception, so it's not like he's been perfect. I think what what's interesting to me, and we can talk about this uh, more in the final segment, is this is the third time this season the Saints have gone against a team that had just played the Falcons, which in another year or with another team that might not be as interesting of a of a note, but it happens to be the team that who is has the defense led by your former defensive coordinator, and you know a lot about what they're trying to do. There's several former Saints on it, so you can get a decent read from those games. And frankly, the Falcons won all three of those games. So the defense played pretty well in all of them. So I think that that for a team that you're looking at where you don't really have a ton of tape, that's something that you can look at is, you know, how did they fare against this is what the Falcons have tried to do against multiple different teams. And I just think it's interesting. No, you're you're right with Ryan Nielsen there. Now it's almost like not a carbon copy, but definitely a lot of similarities I'm sure over there that you can glean off of to help you in your week of preparation. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, as you go into this game and, you know, we're hearing a lot of uh, consistency, everyone's saying the word consistency, except for Alvin, he's saying, shit, we need to be more consistent. And because that's just, that's just how he operates. Um, But, you know, one thing that I talked about in our post game episode earlier this week, and this is kind of something I do, I, I, I kind of read something and then I start talking about it. And then I'm, and then I second guess myself and I start being like, am I right? Or, Or am I just imagining that And then I'll go and ask people to confirm whether I was right or not. Uh, And it turns out, you know, I was. And so (laughs) by that, I mean, you know, to me, you're seeing Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas become leaders of this team in ways that we haven't seen throughout their careers. They've been very good players throughout their careers, but they've always been the playmakers who are kind of secondary in the leadership role to a guy like Drew, to a guy like Mark Ingram, even a guy like Ted Ginn who was a bigger leader of this team than I think a lot of people realize. And so I asked Dennis Allen about that to see if he agreed with me. And uh, this is what he had to say. Yeah, guys like Alvin and Mike, obviously they came in as young players and kind of developed into this locker room. It seems like there might be them taking on a bigger leadership role from a vocal perspective in the locker room. But you say that's accurate. And what have you seen from them in that regard? Yeah, I'd I'd say that's accurate. I mean, I think, you know, both of those guys over the last couple of years – uh, have taken on a bigger leadership role. You know, obviously, you know, in Mike's situation with some of the injuries, it's hard to kind of be that guy when you're not out there playing. Uh, and yet I think both of those guys, you know, understand what it takes to win in our league. Um, and I think they can express that to, you know, a lot of the other guys. We've got some young guys that haven't experienced that uh, in our league. And, and and quite frankly, there's some veteran guys that really haven't experienced that in our league. And so, their ability to, to uh, you know, communicate to the guys exactly what it takes to, 
you know, to play at a high level, both individually and, and collectively as a group, uh, I think is, is, is a big part of what they can bring to our team. Yeah, and I mean, like, you didn't have Alvin the first three weeks of this season. You haven't had Mike Thomas, really, each of the last three years. So I think, you know, you haven't gotten to see them really kind of take ownership of this group. But I do feel like over the last couple weeks, we've seen that start to happen. And I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, for on the offensive side of the ball, you've seen a team look more accountable, just kind of play a little bit better, play a little bit tighter, um, and seem like it knows what it's trying to do. And so I think that's a that's a really positive development. Yeah, people, Carmichael Jr. better thank the Lord right now. He's got Alvin Kamara, who seems like an assistant offensive coordinator, the it way really he's been talking. Yeah, <laughs> it really does feel like that. Like, he's out there being like, no, we need to run more. And then and Pete's like, I yeah, was just talking talk. to the O-line, and they said this. And maybe we yeah. should get this play from Mike right now. And I, I don't know. Yeah, just that kind of input. I don't think there's anything wrong with it either. We talked about that last time, too, like the, the collaboration kind of uh, what's going on right now. But, yeah to have someone like an Alvin Kamara that can be a voice with the coach and with the players. That's awesome. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and I got to catch up with Alvin uh, here for a you know quick little exclusive combo in the locker room yesterday, and uh, he, I asked him you know about that same question. Here's what he had to say. We were talking to DA today, and he said that he's seen you and Mike especially step up kind of as more vocal leaders over the past few years. Obviously, you both came in as rookies. They were veterans kind of from that. Is that something that kind of happens naturally, or is that something you've been kind of making a, a kind of focused effort? It's just, it's just kind of it's just kind of natural. Like, oh, there was no meeting where it's like, oh, Alvin and Mike, you guys need to be more vocal. It's just, you know, I, I think throughout the years, I've always picked my spots So like, all right, well, you know, I always lead with my play, but sometimes, shit, Somebody got to say something. If nobody gonna say nothing, then I'm gonna say it. You know, and I and it's not even that. It's just more so like I don't like I don't like waiting around for anything, let alone like you know something that needs to be corrected or addressed or fixed. So um, I think I guess that's that's what we call leadership. So you know, just saying addressing things when they need to be addressed instead of just letting it letting it roll over and and, and kind of uh, snowball into something bigger. Yeah, I mean, kind of like the you know when you came out in the post game and kind of jokingly calling people. Out, you know, yeah. is, that, is that all part of that? Oh yeah, I mean that, that's just that's just me, you know. I mean they they those guys get it from me off camera, you know. So uh, you know, I just kind of keeping it light uh, post game. We, we had a good win, so I didn't want to go too hard. But uh, I think it's just it's just it's just friendly and, and it's, it's competition, and it's you know guys know that um, you know they're 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 capable. Those guys are capable, um, and we we hold each other accountable. So. Appreciate it. Yeah, and to me, it's like everyone wants to talk about the coaching and they want to talk about accountability and stuff like that. And like when people say, oh, that player needs to be held accountable for this. It's like, what what are they going to do? Bring him to the side and make him do push-ups every day? Like that's not how NFL teams really operate. You need to be accountable to each other. And I think that it's, you know, it's hard to kind of get those glimpses inside the locker room to have an idea of like, okay, who is doing that, right? Like you knew when Drew was here that nothing was getting past Drew. Like the buck was going to stop there. And if something needed to be said, he was going to say it. And I think that's true of Derek Carr as, as much as you could hope for, for a first year quarterback in a building. 
But, you know, it's it, it that's earned, right? That respect is earned. And while I think people respect Derek Carr, there's just something to be said for guys who have been here since 2017 who who know what this team is like when it's on when it's on a roll and winning games. And Alvin is that guy. And so I just think that from from the perspective of the Saints and this season going the way they want it to go, having the players like him and Mike and those guys and obviously you have the guys on defense, you have the DeMarios, you have the Cams, you're not worried about that. But on offense, you need those guys. And I think it's it's a good thing for them that they have it. No, and the, the offense definitely needs that too. You, you mentioned Derek Carr, a uh, great guy, seems like you know someone that the team wants to follow kind of thing. But he's also a new face that's, that's around where Alvin and Mike have been obviously around this squad for a while and have you know more of that time and sweat equity already put in. And man, you, you I mean, it's easy to see why people want to follow at least Alvin Kamara. Mike T is a little more we see as reserved. I'm sure he's much more different around his teammates, especially, you know, there, there's so many guys that look up to him on this team. It's the same thing with Alvin Kamara. Like there's guys that come into this, can't wait to work with these players because they've idolized them from their years in, in the league and what they've done. And I don't know, the, Kamara is definitely to me like that perfect balance of a guy that, you know, has the football IQ, the relatability with the players, and also that same relationship with the coach to be able to go up to Pete and be like, hey, man, the O-line's feeling this right now. That That's huge to me. Yeah, and you talk about Derek Carr. It's like the, the things Mike Thomas and Alvin can stand up and say in the locker room, <laughs> Derek Carr just can't say, which is like Mike got up and said, this isn't what we do here. We don't we don't lose like this. We don't play like this. Don't get in the habit of playing like this because that's not what we do here. Well, Derek can say that, but he doesn't know. He wasn't here. Right, so, they'd be like, like, shut up. You were in L.A. Exactly, and, they, and they weren't doing very well, right? He was in Oakland, and he was in Vegas, right? And it's not like he can say, like, oh, yeah, I know what it's like to win 15 games and go to the, go to the playoffs and even go to the Super Bowl, right? Like, he's never done that. So, you know, it just it takes – I think it's just you look at it from a holistic perspective, and I just think I, I appreciate what's going on there. The other topic that I think we can get into quickly before we go to break, and we bring in Sean, is Kendra Miller, who I think is really intriguing. And, you know, it's it's interesting to see how quickly they've grown confidence in him. We I talked to him after the game, and he said that there's clearly more confidence growing in him quickly from the coaching staff. And the evidence of that is they cut Tony Jones, who now is in Arizona because he got claimed on waivers for the second straight season after week five. That's the, that's think, think about that. Last week, last year, they played the Seahawks. He got cut and then got claimed to go to Seattle for starting in week six. This year, they play the Patriots. He gets cut and then he gets claimed by the, the Cardinals to go out there in week six. So there's something about week six and birds that, that really is just finding Tony Jones. But you know, one thing that's interesting with rookies and we heard and Alvin talked about this, too, is it takes time. Like you're not just picking stuff up like that. Like you got to he, he said he made it look a lot easier for him as a rookie. But there was times where he was kind of getting getting pushed in the right direction. And I thought this comment here uh, was interesting. Man, he, he, He's learning, you know, um, he's figuring it out. It's, it takes it takes some time to kind of get your feet up under you and understand why and when and, and where. But he, he's kind of he's, he's figuring that out and he's putting the pieces together. I mean, he has the ability, you know, um, but, you know, you got to you, it's like I said, you got to put the pieces together. Why, when and where I think it, it I made it look easier than I than I than it was for me. But um, my rookie year, I was that suited. It, it took me. 
until probably like game 14 to really figure out why and where, you know what I'm saying, and when. Uh, other than that, it was Ted Ginn and, and, and uh, B. Cole and, and Drew pushing me which way to go and Mark telling me what to do. And, you know, so um, I think Kendra's he, he, figuring it out. And, then, you know, I'm an open book. Whenever he has questions, I, 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 no worry. I'm going to tell him what, what he got. Um, so he's figuring it out. I'm excited to, to see him, um, you know, get some more opportunity. Did Alvin yes, give was- a Brandon Coleman shout out? Yes, that was a Brandon Coleman reference. B. Cole. Yeah, not not to be confused with Cole B, which would be Cole Beasley. It was B. Cole, yes. But yeah, I think that's when you're looking at Kendra and you're talking about a guy who has just played in his third career game, it's not as simple as just saying, oh, give him 20 carries, right? Like You got to trust him in those situations. And I think he has earned some of that trust, but there's still some equity to go there. Uh, but I did think that was an interesting take from Alvin because you look back at his rookie year, you'd be like, oh yeah, he had it down right away. I'm like, eh. You know, even he says he didn't really have it till week 14. He definitely made Adrian Peterson obsolete. He sure did. We <laughs> got a good got a good meme out of it while he was here. But all right, let's wrap up that segment. This is Inside Black and Gold. We're going to bring in Sean Pendergast from Sports Radio 610 out in Houston to give us the lowdown on what the Saints should expect from the Texans. I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. While Steve at Steve Geller, WWL. We'll be right back on Inside Black and Gold. 